What's up, everyone? It's me, AJ, and you're listening to Housewives Happy Hour with AJ. So if you guys can't already tell by the title of this, I have a special friend of mine on, uh, but she is, well, I could say she, um, she is choosing to go anonymous, but she's making her uh, her podcast debut on here. Everybody welcome, I Bravo am. B. How are you? I'm so good. Thanks for having me. Yeah, thanks for coming on. It's so, it's so funny that, so you've never done a podcast? I haven't. I was asked to be on one a while ago and it just never came together. So this is my first official one, but I like to talk, so... Perfect. Hey, well, me too. I mean, Zoom gives us 40 minutes, so we yeah. will we'll utilize it. Um, I'm so like honored to have you on. And um, it's always cool to talk to other Bravo fans and all that. So thank you. Okay, you're saying that, but you've had like Monique Samuels on. I was yes. creeping her. I was creeping down. And Margaret from uh Real Housewives of New Jersey. Mm-hmm. Crazy. I know, I know it's and then it's- just me. Just and then you, <laughs> well, you know, like, add me there third on the list. <laughs> for me, like, I just love talking to everybody who's who's a part of the Bravo world, and um, of course, it's always great to interview a housewife, right? But um, yeah. just just talking with my friends is like what I love to do. Like, whenever I I'm planning a new podcast, it's really low key. I mean, I would feel like I just. I say, hey, I want to have this person on. And if it works, it works. And if it doesn't, it doesn't. But I just go with the flow. Yeah. So yeah, fun. exactly. Very fun. Um, so we're going to talk about a couple different franchises today. But first of all, I want to just note that you've never watched Jersey, but you're watching from the beginning right now, right? Am I ever? I'm on a journey. So I am on season five. And yeah, I've never wow. watched any of the recent episodes. I'm just a little bit particular about that like I like to watch from the beginning because I don't love starting at the end and not getting all the context and the flashbacks and everything so yeah I'm on a journey it is like taking me back to Jersey Shore days even just like the energy of them all but yeah I think most recently I think I was telling you I had just seen the episode when they're doing that like wellness retreat and um, like the two Joes tackle each other and they're all screaming and isn't it insane it's just actually insane like <laughs> it's such a unique franchise like such a unique city compared to any other one and like the family dynamics of it all is so crazy and like I know I'm getting so close to when Teresa goes to jail so I'm just getting like so excited for those episodes because it's obviously like a huge moment so yeah it's right wild it's wild yeah, and I think I told you that like season six, and I'm sure everybody can agree with me, was super boring. But um yeah. I mean, past that, it's we've got like this new era of Jersey going on with um, you know, Margaret is a great housewife. We got Jennifer, we got we got a lot of great housewives on. So you're you you have a lot to look forward to, which is good. <laughs> yeah, that's um, kind of what I always look forward to. Like in the beginning, I like those episodes, but they're so old and a lot of the castmates I don't even like recognize or have ever heard of so um I always like when I get closer and closer to like present day and then I can start watching with everybody else which is nice 
Right. And I was kind of the same way. I started from the beginning from a lot just because I hate being left out. I hate not knowing what's going on. So I did watch for context and glad I did because when I got to the season you're on, I was like, holy shit. I was so Yeah. And even Potomac right now, like I love Potomac, but I've only seen the most three recent episodes and I know I need to go back and start from the beginning. I just haven't done it yet, but Mm. it's on my list. I just want to get through Jersey and then go to Potomac next, but I love it. I love it. Wait, so you haven't seen the beginning seasons of Potomac either? No, only the three most recent ones. Okay, well, you got to give me your thoughts on the most recent, because there's a lot has happened in the last three episodes. I know. <laughs> so I've watched, yeah, so the past three seasons I've seen, the season when it was like Candace and Monique and their physical fight and everything like that, like was so dramatic. I found the season in between, like last season, a little slow. I still enjoyed it, but I just find, it was filmed during COVID. Like it was just kind of one of those ones we're watching them like go to an Airbnb, have an argument, like whatever. But this season is amazing. I find it so funny. The editing is so good. Um, and like, it's one of those ones where like, even though I have my favorite people, like I kind of love the cast as a whole, just because the way they like piss each other off and can push each other's buttons, especially like the OGs that have been on for so long. So yeah, I find it just very entertaining. Totally agree. So who's like your MVP of this season? So I actually think my MVP of this season is Candace which might be controversial. I know people are like hit or miss with her, um, but I just felt like her confessionals were really fucking funny. And just also her reactions whenever the drama is going on, like she's always like lifting her sunglasses up and just like her facial expressions were just so funny. So um, yeah, and I honestly didn't really love the setup they were trying to do with Chris. Like I just... I felt like we all kind of saw right through it, especially with the editors like showing us so much footage. Um, So yeah, I think she's my new favorite, which I wasn't, I didn't expect going into this season. Right. So I think probably you and I were in the same boat because I actually, I didn't really love Candace to begin with. I mean, I did, I had Monique on my podcast, so you can imagine I didn't, I, I wasn't really a big Candace stan. And then, um, BravoCon changed it for me. Actually, I actually really enjoyed talking with her at BravoCon because she was in my um, Bravo Palooza room, and so I actually got to like okay, cool. talk to her for a couple minutes. But um, yeah. she's definitely stepped up this season. I don't know if you can tell, but mm-hmm. totally different Candace. I agree. It's like she's like a little bit lighter, funnier, but like still brings the drama. Like kind of like exactly what we want from her. Essentially, I also feel like. Karen has kind of stepped it up a little bit and I wonder if last season she heard people talking about how she's so boring now because last season I felt like she didn't do that much and then this season she's like in all a couple of arguments with a couple different people so I find it really good yeah it's funny because I feel like I mean we're next week's going to be the reunion or coming up is going to be the reunion and um I don't know. Like I've always liked Giselle and Robin, but I've I've been struggling with them. And I'm so I'm trying to wait and see how I feel about them after the reunion because I feel like we're going through a rough patch with both of them. Obviously, with everything Robin has given yeah. in the press about, you know, her relationship. All things wrong. Um, right. And like, yeah. do you think do you think she deserves a second chance to come back? Or if you like work for Bravo, would you give her the boot? You know? 
So I don't think she needs to necessarily be fired. Like if we're thinking of hiding lives, like look at Beverly Hills, everyone on that cast, like is not sharing their truth. A lot of the time, I feel like for Robin to hide it, it is upsetting. Like as a viewer to know you're actively going through that and probably going through it as well the season before, like when she said she was depressed and sleeping all the time, um, it sucks that she doesn't show it because as like everyone keeps saying, like, that's literally what you're here to do, but I don't necessarily want her fired. I actually want to see how this plays out. Like selfishly, I would like to see like how the other girls approach it. It's obviously going to come up. Like they're supposed to start filming. I think in March, it's obviously going to come up. Um, So yeah, I'm not on team fire her, but like, I think she needs maybe like, like a warning from Andy, like, you can't be doing that, but right. I don't know how you feel. Well, I mean, her watch what happens live interview with him was pretty like, if that wasn't a warning, I mean, I was on the edge of He's my upset. seat. <laughs> yeah. I, I was just like, Oh my God. Cause I just feel like whenever he says, you're on the show about your life and all this stuff, like he's kind of annoyed when he says stuff like that. So, cause the producer yeah. comes out of him. So, of course. yeah. Um, yeah. Anyways. And- um, well, yeah. go ahead. Go ahead. What were you going to say? No, I was just going to say, and it was also like, it wasn't that it never came up on the show. Like Ashley and Karen like brought it to the show. So it wasn't like a topic that never was talked about and she flew under the radar. She, she did kind of lie right to us. And that is definitely why Juan was so upset on that call because he was guilty. For sure. I, when he did that, I was like, uh oh, that's not good. Because if he would have just laughed it off, that would have been something else, right? Yes. Like if he, like how Chris and Candace handle whenever they get like that stuff thrown at them, like Chris was angry in the finale, but for the most part, they laugh off how outrageous some of the claims are. If he had taken that approach, I really feel like people wouldn't have been as suspicious as they were. For sure. Um, Well, okay. Let's shift gears away from Housewives just for a second. I want to talk about Vanderpump Rules because I don't really get to talk about it with anybody. My Um, gateway drug into Bravo shows. My very first Bravo show. Are you serious? It was your first Bravo show? It was. To be honest, I really didn't get into Housewives until the pandemic. Like I was just, I had been watching Beverly Hills. And then once the pandemic hit, when I was home so much more, I got into like five other ones. So it's kind of funny. I love that. Okay. So then I want to know, because my opinions changed and I want to know if yours has. Um, I used to feel that Lisa was great on her show. And what it was time for her to not be on Beverly Hills anymore. Now yeah. I've kind of shifted and I feel like maybe she might be needed on the show again. So what's your opinions on that? Do you think that she should also go back to doing both or? I don't know. Cause I actually feel like Vanderpump rules. If there was an episode that Lisa wasn't in, I might not notice. Cause it's kind of even like mm-hmm. the scene in the episode last night when she's filming with Lala, Katie and Ariana, like, yeah, she's there, but like, she's truly not to me, like a main cast member, even though the show has her name in it and is centered around her and her business. But I don't know. I just like hate when there's like serious tension on these shows. Like I obviously love the drama, but when there's like an actual, like if they're going to spend like Kyle and uh, Lisa spend a whole season, like not talking it'll be it's just so awkward so I don't know I wouldn't be opposed to her coming back to Beverly Hills I don't know if I can see her fully full time again um but like she's got this friendship with Garcelle like I could totally see her making appearance it does feel like they're hinting at that um 
So I don't know. It's hard to say. To picture her and Kyle is really the the what I struggle to picture back on the same cast again. But I don't know. It could be well, fun. Yeah, it's it's kind of weird because I see Kyle in certain interviews. She'll say like, I, "It's unfortunate because I miss what we have or or had." But um, but then you see stuff about Lisa, and she's saying like, "You know, well, I I could never see myself going back, but I also you know appreciate the relationships." I it's very confusing for me because yeah. Um, but I think it could and, work. And Kyle will even post like clips of funny clips of them on the show to her story and like in like right. a loving way. Um, but yeah, they don't, it just doesn't seem to be clicking, especially from Lisa's side. But that is kind of Lisa's like how she always does it. Like once you're over with her, like it's hard to ever make a comeback. She never forgets. So yeah. And it's, it's also tough. kind of hard because I do think of Kyle and Garcelle on the same side right now. Um, that might change, like depending on how the cast like goes out for next season, since we don't know everybody yet. But um, yeah, like after the reunion, I did sort of feel like Satin, Kyle, Garcelle, Doree were like sort of on one side. So then for maybe Garcelle to like reintroduce a friend of hers being Lisa, it would then shift the dynamics again, which could be good, could be bad. Like it's so hard to predict. Right. And while we're on this topic, I know we've got to go back to Vanderpump Rules, but I, I don't know if you get this because you're also a Bravo account, but um, I always have people in my comment section saying, you know, specifically about the Housewives cast, like uh, just as an example, Garcelle has no storyline. Her storyline is Kyle or her storyline is this. And I don't know about you, but it just really kind of bothers me because I feel like the, the, it's an ensemble cast. And so when they're saying that Kyle is her storyline, it's like, well, kind of, because they're on a show about all of their friendships together, right? So... Totally. And I just disagree. Like, I felt like Garcelle came on the scene. She was different. She has this, like, cool history in Hollywood of being an actress and, like, all these different things that she's done. And, like, I always laugh at her confessionals. Like, she's one of my favorites. So I truly don't feel like she doesn't have a storyline. I think people often forget, like, a lot, both of Garcelle's and Sutton's seasons, or I guess maybe they've had three now, but most of them are filmed in COVID. So things it's not truly a actual reflection of their normal lives at its full scale like the full scale of traveling they maybe do or um, events they do and that kind of thing like it is like I said like a lot of more like smaller intimate scenes that they're having to film because they don't have access to like public events the same way but no I don't feel that way about Garcelle at all and like I find it so interesting that some people hate her so strongly and I get that in my DMs too, like boring and like stuff like that. And I, Mm. I don't feel that way at all. Right. Yeah. I kind of, I mean, I hope none of my followers take offense to this, but I just, it's like, I always kind of laugh it off because I'm just like, I know certain people don't like certain characters on the show, but you have to appreciate that it is an ensemble cast. And, you know, even if somebody doesn't have necessarily like a quote unquote storyline, they're interacting with the group. So that's to me, that's what that's what they're getting paid to do. Yeah, Um, I feel that way too. Like, I don't need everyone to have like one big storyline every single season, especially Beverly Hills. Like, didn't we have nine or 10 housewives last season? Like they can't all have the major storyline. And sometimes I'm very happy with them having like really good takes in their confessionals. Like that does something for me, it makes me laugh. So yeah, I don't feel that way either that people need to be like, like competing for the best storyline. Like it's just watch it play out. But honestly, 
I have this conversation with a lot of accounts. Like some people are just never happy. Like I even see yep. people complaining about Potomac and I'm using this season as Potomac to get so many of my friends to start watching it because I was like, it's hilarious, the editing, everything. But some people just, I think, love to complain. So I'm like, right. these shows aren't that serious. Like you will survive. <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> right. And I don't watch to complain either. I, you know, it's like, cause I just don't get it. And even though I may have my opinions about Rena, for example, I do appreciate that she had a lot to bring to uh, to Beverly Hills. And so I know that there will be a void when she's gone, but I also know that the show will survive without her because she wasn't the only person carrying the show, in my opinion. hundred percent. I totally agree. Because I also feel like Rena was one of those people that for a long time, I was like, I don't necessarily like you, but I know your purpose on the show. Like you are there to stir the pot. You are there to do this and that. And she did it well for a while, but definitely the past couple of seasons, like with the introduction of new people and new drama, like it just, it fizzled for a lot of people. And like, she is so, how I feel about Rena is sort of how I feel about Mia on Real Housewives of Potomac right now. Like, I don't necessarily like you as a person, but I understand that you're like there to stir the pot a little bit. And that's essentially what she's been doing in the past two seasons. This season, maybe it's landing a bit better than last season. But um, yeah, you can't like everyone on the cast or these shows would be so boring. For sure. And um, and yeah, I guess while we're talking about ensemble casts and pot stirring, who do we think is going to be the pot stirrer of Vanderpump Rules this season? Oh, good question. There could be so many. Well, I feel like Sandoval yeah. stirs the pot quite a bit. Right, um, he does. But I feel like we're getting that uh, bitchy, petty side of Lala back. And I actually feel like yes. probably her, if I had to guess. For guys, I'll pick Sandoval. For girls, I'll pick Lala, I would say. I just love Lala. Like there's something about her that I just... do too. Yeah. I have had seasons where I didn't love her. Like her beginning. I remember when she did that, like no one's working on their summer bodies comment to Katie. I like didn't love her then, but I just like, yeah, I can't help but love when she pops off. Like I'm just always entertained. And I feel like in a little bit, the past couple seasons, she's withdrawn from us a little bit. And maybe it's because she was with Randall and had a baby. But this, like last night, I was like, I feel like we have the old Lala back in the confessionals and everything. Right. I mean, and like, how about that read on um, on Schwartz? That was just incredible. <laughs> oh, my God, I was dying. I thought it was hilarious. I was like, that was the moment for me that was like, oh, shit, she's back. Because we haven't seen her like that. She's back. Really that moment and also when she's walking in and talks about how she like fucked a guy in the car before and that um that was current like that I thought she was talking about in the past yeah in the past but she oh, was okay. <laughs> sharing that on camera and even that she mentioned faith I thought was so interesting because I almost feel like faith is like blocked from this whole group and oh, like she just openly right. said faith's name she was like I made faith wait while I fucked the guy in the car I was like just so surprised because yeah I feel like the last little bit she's been very kind of like hush hush about anything like too sexual or too crazy but um yeah I definitely get old Lala vibes which is fun for us it's exciting yeah you know what's funny is we didn't really see Sheena that much in the premiere I was thinking that and you know what I wrote notes on my phone um oh, please to discuss share. with you and one of the things I wrote down was like no Brock 
<laughs> in a positive way. Oh, yes. I, we didn't I noticed see that. Once. But I had heard, I don't know if this, this is true, but I had heard like he's not even a cast member this season. And I think it's because like he wasn't very well received last season, I don't think. Um, but yeah, we didn't see him at all. Yeah, I guess he wasn't because of the whole, um, you know, how he, I guess, like, allegedly, like, abandoned his family for Sheena and stuff like that. Yeah, and I think just in general, like, he came in trying way too hard, acting like yeah. he'd never watched the show, yet he's, like, quoting the sex dick for Range Rover thing or whatever. Like, you've clearly seen every episode then. Right. Um, I just, he just came off like too phony like we will see him it looks like in the preview because obviously Sheena's wedding to him is filmed but I'm happy with him having no confessionals like I don't need to see his takes on things I'm good but yeah, yeah not very much Sheena the the confessionals were unnecessary last season but I guess it was just because he was a part of the show but I'm happy with the cast that we have now and I actually feel like um somebody that's taking a, a leading role hopefully is Raquel I agree. I feel like she's kind of coming out of her shell a little bit. Her couple, couple of her confessionals made me laugh when she said um, that James is dating someone who looks just like his mom and that he has mommy issues. I was like, okay, hey, first of all, accurate. And so accurate. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I know I do. I agree. Like, I feel like she was so quiet and shy and like very Bambi-like, like Lala had implied. Um, but now I do, I agree. I feel like she's kind of like probably being away from James is the best thing for her, like for her confidence, for so many aspects of her life. So yeah, it's kind of nice to see her come into her own, which is fun. Totally. And, um, I, I feel like, so we're starting to see like the breakdown of, or I guess we're not really seeing the breakdown. It's just, it's dissolved the marriage between, um Schwartz and King. Yes. And yeah, I mean it's it's gone, but it's weird because I feel like it's nothing's really changed, like besides the fact that they're living in separate places. Agree. Because to be honest, like they were never like this like crazy PDA couple, especially in the last couple seasons. Like honestly, we saw them function like as roommates. So it is very interesting because other than seeing her like apartment alone, it's kind of like the same as always. So yeah, but it looks like it gets worse. But right now they're kind of in harmony. Right. And did you watch um did you watch Watch What Happens Live with both the Toms or no? So I was going to and I ran out of time, but I've seen like tiny clips. Like the main clip I saw was the one where Andy asked Tom or both of them if they think Tom Sandoval is like responsible for Tom and Katie's marriage breaking up oh, or yes. whatever. Whoever Andy asked it. Um, and I thought it was good that Tom Schwartz like took full responsibility and was like, no, it's not his fault. Um, but yeah, that's really the only main part I had seen. I hadn't seen any of the other questions. Yeah. I just kind of felt, um, I mean, I, I, I watched it and then I kind of, you know, dozed off, but, um, I just noticed because Andy had said something, or I'm sorry, Schwartz had said something along the lines of, um, I don't think I'll ever get married again. I just don't think I'm, I'm dating material or marriage material or whatever and Andy was very you know oh my gosh stop saying that stop self-deprecating whatever but at the same time in my head I'm thinking honestly like he's kind of right because I I feel like he's such a sweet person but I don't know where it went wrong with Katie like it just was it was it, it was almost like he wasn't assertive enough in in his own I don't know do you know what I mean I feel like Schwartz Schwartz's biggest fault is that he's a yes man to everyone so he like 
we'll do whatever but then it's like whoever gets left out or left at the shitty with the shitty end of the stick was always Katie because he I feel like he had that mentality that like I can fuck up royally but Katie will always forgive me she'll always be there but like I don't want Sandoval mad at me or I don't want Jax mad at me and I think that is like it just caught up to him eventually like Katie like she even kind of said like I'm not a priority he doesn't listen to me and I feel like he just was too worried about pleasing everybody but his wife so she kind of got sick of it yeah that that seems about right because i just feel like i, I see him dating which because i i agreed with him i because he said I, I see myself dating but i don't see myself getting married again and i totally see that because i don't even really feel like he wanted to get married in the first place i know that was like such an awkward time for them like i feel like she was like very much persistent about it and then like remember their wedding wasn't even real the first one then it was like just kind of telling that like that he wasn't that persistent about getting that marriage license signed or anything like that. So I know I could totally see that too. Like they, I don't know. I think if they had of like, maybe, I don't even know, like, and maybe they did go to couples therapy or something like, but actually done that like seven years ago, not now, <laughs> mm-hmm. like at the end, trying to make it work, it maybe would have opened Tom's eyes potentially. I don't know, but yeah, I don't know. I love I did love them together, even though I was like, you guys are a toxic, hot fucking mess. But so uh, true. For us, selfishly as viewers, it's fun now to maybe get to see them both single and hopefully see Katie like date and stuff. But um their their whole identity was really being together on the show. So mm-hmm. it just changes a lot. Yeah, it's gonna be interesting to see like what that's like now. But um also I wanted to ask you your thoughts on the fact that we're in another season 10th season and we don't have Stassi we don't have Jax we don't have Kristen is that a void that you're missing or is it not I don't really miss Jax and Brittany to be honest like near the end it was just getting to be like really annoying the two of them to me um and I didn't feel like Jax was bringing the same like once he was married and that kind of thing like I I did love Stassi when she was on the show um she of the three she's the only one that like I might be entertained if like she came back Kristen I don't know I like loved her in the early seasons but her again kind of closer to the more recent seasons I was kind of like I'm just annoyed by you but I was happy that this season they didn't shove a bunch of newbies at us like I like that they kept kind of the original cast like we're, it doesn't even seem like we're going to see Charlie that much um but yeah, I I felt like at first when they left, the show did falter a little bit, but I am getting, I feel like they're getting their momentum back. Like, I think we'll be yeah. okay without them. Is, um, so Char- is Charlie like a friend of this season or? That's kind of the vibe I, I would use as well. Like friend of, cause I think she's in the cast photo. I noticed at some of the events pictures last night, like she was at the premiere party or whatever, like Lala had posted at. But mm-hmm. I don't like she's also kind of talking shit about the show on social media, I feel like. So I don't right. I don't think she's back like fully as much as before. But I guess she was on the phone with Raquel actually in the car um, in the like kind of beginning of the episode. But I don't think like before. And then wasn't wasn't there that other girl um, that was really close with Stassi? Like, isn't she like a friend of this season? Yeah, it's I think it's Christina. Christina, she's like yes. very pregnant right now but yeah so she's like as far as I know like one of Stassi's very best friends so I wonder how that was for Stassi seeing her best friend 
one of her best friends like go back on the show it must have been interesting but I even like that I like that they didn't like again throw a whole newbie at us that we have to adjust to like they picked someone we do know who wasn't like really prominent in the show but at least we're like have some sort of like a bit of a connection to um so yeah I'm interested to see her again she has good style so that's one yeah. thing <laughs> that's at least one look thing. at what she wears <laughs> Um, who's like going to be, or who do you anticipate is going to be your MVP of this season of Vanderpump Rules? Mm, good question. I kind of feel like Lala, as mm. long as she doesn't go too hard on this like Randall thing. Cause like some, I do like Lala and I believe most things she says, but I feel like if she goes like too hard on like how Randall like ruined her life we will get a little bit sick of that story. So I would say Lala probably. I could also see Katie, like in a lot of scenes the, from the previews, it seems like we've got kind of like old Katie back. The other person who I was dying over the premiere though is James. Like he oh my gosh. also back on his bullshit and I'm not <laughs> upset about it as a viewer. So I don't know. I feel like any of those three could could be. It's hard to say though. I maybe need another episode before I decide fully. Right. I mean, it's probably like it, he is like Jack's 2.0. Wait, I just have to point out the fact that you're drinking a White Claw. Like, I'm so jealous right now. Like, I know you're in your car. <laughs> you could have had one. I'm in my car. I still have to drive home. Yeah. And you're enjoying a White Claw. I know. Like, I so have one White Claw and I also have a second one on deck. Stop. Oh, my God. <laughs> that is amazing oh my gosh okay sorry I just had to say first that. podcast nerves I have to have a drink <laughs> you're like I have to calm myself I'm going on yeah. a podcast <laughs> yeah exactly um well okay so let's segue real quick into summer house because I know it hasn't aired yet but um I am actually new to summer house and yeah. so um oh my gosh zoom is giving me a warning um <laughs> I am new to summer house and so I want to know when did you start were you like since the beginning or not since the beginning so I started right before the pandemic it was probably like a couple months before and it was kind of a random experience like my apartment flooded and I ended up having to stay in a hotel for a really long time, like almost a month. And I, that's when I watched Summer House, like when I was in that hotel. So I actually started at season three because that's what one of my friends had told me to do. I watched season three and season four because I think that's all that was out at the time. And then I went back, watched season one and two. And then now are we, I think season seven. Um crazy? Yeah. So I didn't watch like from very like beginning days, but yeah, I've probably been watching for, you know, three years or so now, okay, but I definitely so... think season three, when they recast it a little bit, brought in Paige, Hannah, et cetera, um, the show got significantly better. Like no yes. twins. It made a huge difference. I was going to say first and second season were incredibly boring. And I wish someone had told me to not watch those and just start at season three because it yeah. would have been so much better I tell a lot of people that because they'll start season one they'll be like it's so boring like one of my co-workers was like it's so boring I hate the twins and I was like either just go to season three or hold out till season three like just promise me you'll watch season three because it changes everything it's way better right um okay I always I I know I've asked this so many times but who is your who do you think is going to be your MVP for this upcoming season 
Okay. It's so I'm a huge page fan normally. Um, yeah. I mean, last season, like I'm one of those people that like, I like Paige, but I understand like, she's not always, she's not perfect. Like she does some things, but normally I really like Paige, but to be honest with the preview, I didn't get a lot of Paige energy. Like, so it just sort of feels like the Carl, Lindsay, Danielle of it all is really going to dominate the season. So I have a hard time guessing to be honest. And I'm honestly, I am a huge Lindsay fan. Like Lindsay and Paige are, are really my two favorites. And I am dying for a season of those two being on the same team. And it never seems to happen. There always seems to be like a bit of a void between them. But I'll be honest, I watched that six minute preview and like Lindsay and Carl are giving me the ick. Like I find it really awkward. They say babe, like every two seconds. So I don't know. I'm going to say Paige, but only if she steps it up and gets into the drama. It's hard to say, though. I don't know. It's hard mm -hmm. to say. I know. I'll have to connect with you once we're like halfway in the season and be like, so who's your MVP now? <laughs> yes. Yeah. And like, who knows? Do you know who I really have my eye on is this newbie, Sam. Okay. Because yeah. She seems really hectic in a good way. And I feel like she is like, we need that single energy. We honestly do. So I have my eye on her, to be honest, too, because she looks really fun and a little like off the wall. So yeah, I'm interested to see her for sure. Totally. And I was just going to say that um, it's so funny because in the beginning when Lindsay and Carl like came out and they were like finally in a relationship, I was like yeah. so happy for them. But there's something about it now that I'm just I like it kind of like how you said it gave you the ick like that's how I feel about it now and I'm like I need to see them on a full season together because Winter House yeah. was not it and I yeah. want to see that connection with them blossom yeah I love like both of them and like I you know have loved Carl on the show he's not always been my favorite but like he's kind has kind of been a pillar on the show but I'm honestly really getting the vibe that like the two of them have outgrown this show. And I don't want to say that I don't necessarily not want them on the show, but like tech, like the premise of the show and everything since Kyle and Amanda, like still party and Kyle is wild. They still fit in as a couple, but I find like Carl being sober and Lindsay, like being so devoted to like that relationship. I don't know how they fit in for another, like, cause the season that they'll film in like six months. But what I'm almost predicting is they do film this upcoming summer, either like part-time, full-time, somehow incorporate their wedding into it because they obviously want that like money. Mm -hmm. um, and then we maybe don't see them again. I don't know. It makes me sad like to think of Lindsay and Carl not on it, but more Lindsay, like Carl, I'm kind of like, eh, I kind of lose track of you these days, but yeah. Totally. Yeah. And um, I got, okay. So my final question, mm -hmm. um, for Paige <laughs> now so I love Paige just like you um do we see the relationship with her and Craig lasting <laughs> or absolutely no absolutely not <laughs> I have been saying that from day one and that is actually why Craig and Austin both have me blocked on Instagram because Wait, I stop really yes they're the only people in Bravo that have blocked me so basically there was the first interview that Paige put out. I don't remember who it was with. Like it was a video of her and this one lady. And Paige said like, um, the woman asked, like, it looks like Craig is spending a lot more time in New York. Is it because of you? And Paige says like, it sure is. And I posted that on my Instagram that it was basically Paige confirming their relationship. 
I posted on my Instagram and I did a swipe over of the the clip of Craig when he is screaming at Madison mm -hmm. um, about having sex with Austin and like, I don't want you to look at my stomach. And he like was he's like on cocaine, I assume, uh -huh. screaming at her. And I was like, this is not it for Paige. Like, this is just not it. And um, I was pretty nice about it. Like, I didn't even think I was that rude. And I didn't tag Paige, Craig, or Austin, but I must have hashtagged, like, Southern Charm or something. But literally by the end of that day, Austin and Craig both had me blocked. Oh, my gosh. I know. And I was like, I actually, like, I don't hate either of them that much. Like, they're both, they can both be annoying, absolutely. But I was like, I didn't think what I said was that bad. I'm saying what everybody's saying, like, Paige can do better than Craig but that's honestly yeah. so fucked up like I feel like yeah. <laughs> for them to just do that I don't know it it totally pisses me off when Bravo Liberties yeah. do that I had a conversation with somebody about that the other day but I know that we shouldn't take it personal but it's also just like you know I'm like wow they took the time out of their day to block me yeah <laughs> like, I still follow them on my personal so they can't get oh. rid of me yet <laughs> okay well <laughs> so block all my accounts just the just the one Okay, I was going to say, because Rena, she blocked all my accounts. I can't even look up her on my freaking, like, salon account that I post, like, my hair work on. Okay, it's well, like... if you ever want to know what she's posting, I'm somehow still not blocked by Lisa Rena, so you can Oh, I'm going to text me. you, but I don't really yeah. care anymore, so. <laughs> she's less relevant, but I know, I honestly always expect to get blocked by her, and I, I think I just post negatively about her more to my stories than on mm -hmm. my grid, so maybe that's how I, like, fly under the radar. I don't know. Yeah. One time she posted, reposted one of the stories I posted of her, though. So, me too. I mean, I had a great relationship with her. <laughs> um. Oh my gosh. Okay. Well, Zoom's gonna kick us off, and I refuse to pay unless um I get paid to do my podcast. So um. Yes. So listen, this was great. I loved having you on. Thank um, you for I'm, having me. It's so fun. Yes, of course. You are welcome anytime. I mean, obviously you and I, like we talk all the time, so it's not yeah. like this is the last time I'm ever going to talk to you, but yes, um, we'll talk some shit again. I'm sure. Oh yes, we always will. Um, but yes, thank you again for coming on and um, everyone, you got to follow Bravo B. I mean, yeah, she's just at amazing. Bravo B underscore. Underscore. Okay, underscore wait. Got to remember the <laughs> underscore. Okay. When I, when I post this, I got to make sure I put the underscore because I will <laughs> Um And you're on Twitter too, right? I am. And I actually don't even know what my Twitter handle is. What is it? Let me look. Please look it up. Bravo B. Just it might B. be it might be Bravo B underscore again. Let me see. At yeah, at Bravo B underscore again. I know. Okay. That's six hundred and twenty-three so. followers. <laughs> hey, you got more. That's that's uh like six hundred more than me. I got like no, I get that's way more than me. I have like six <laughs> followers total. I go through phases, I'll like tweet a bunch and then I like will be like, oh I forgot I had a Twitter, but sometimes I'm into it. It depends. Live I love it. episodes, but it's fun. Yeah, your tweets are gold. Well oh, anyways, you. um yes again, thank you so much for coming on and I'll talk to you soon. Okay, thank you. Bye. Okay, bye bye. Thank you all so much for listening. If you enjoyed it, please subscribe so you know when I drop a new episode. Follow me on Instagram at Housewives Happy Hour for updates on the podcast and the latest news regarding all things Housewives. Until next time, this was Housewives Happy Hour with AJ.